Welcome back to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. We're so excited to be with you today. Hey, it's good to have you guys back with us. Well, we've definitely had a, a fun last week. I know we got to be outside again a lot this it's summer. It's so. been so good. We've been taking advantage of temperature, right? Yep. Of heat. Yep. It's been amazing. We had a chance to have another get-together. We had one the week before, yep. uh, but we had one this weekend and got to play a lot of outdoor games. That was super fun. It was also kind of fun. We uh, got to teach a couple people how to ride our scooters. Yes. <laughs> a couple... <laughs> Almost crashes. Yeah. We have three scooters and a couple people almost, I should say, near-death experiences, right? But it was uh, it was a lot of fun and made some new memories, yes, for sure. Uh, it's great. Well, guys, we wanted to uh, really just kind of kick it off with a story this week. And Don, you remember this. When we first got married, we had a, a chunk of friends, uh, other married couples that were people that we hung out with often. And yeah. I remember that we had some really, really great couple friends, right? But there yeah. was this one couple in particular. We loved to hang out with them and, and they were fun to be around. But it was after a while that we started to notice something that, that would happen on a regular basis. We'd get together with this couple, we'd be laughing, having a good time. And then out of nowhere, she would start to say negative things about her husband in front of us. Yeah, Remember that? A, a lot. Like almost just nitpicking on everything. Yeah. And it was, it was shocking. Wasn't it was. It? It it was, was we'd be like talking about the weather or talking yeah. about life. And all of a sudden she'd just take a pot shot at it, her husband. Yeah, it was really awkward. It was awkward and Shockward. You, yeah. you invented no, a new it word. Was shocking. And it was awkward. But honestly, we were we felt really bad for him. That is so cool. I'm not gonna let that go. You literally invented a new word. Shockward. That's what it was. It was shocking and awkward You're all at the bad. same time. Shockward. Anyways, I'm trying to get my thoughts. <laughs> I know you are. You um it was actually we really felt bad for this gentleman. We oh, we man. were young. Obviously, I was 19 when we got married, so a lot of people, all the people that were married were older than us, and so we kind of were looking up to them and as almost as mentors, just because age-wise, they're quite a bit older. They were. Um, and we were shocked at this behavior, how negative that she was about her husband, and just everything that he did was wrong. I don't know. I feel I felt like he couldn't almost do anything right. Yeah, and, it, and it's like she was stepping into a negativity black hole, yeah. and then she was grabbing her husband on the way into this black hole and flinging them out ahead of herself and they were drowning they just kept going further and further into the negativity black hole it was actually really sad and so what what's sad uh can be sometimes a classic situation Mm -hmm. you guys have seen this and experienced this before a couple you know they fall in love they get married they start careers they get bills they Mm -hmm. have kids they experience struggles and suddenly out of nowhere they fall out of love. Mm-hmm. What yeah. happened? I ask myself that question. I know you do, Don. Uh, is what what happened? Well, there can be many factors, but one that is pretty typical is what I would call the negativity yeah. black hole. Yeah. Welcome to the Love in the Fight podcast. My name is Travis Rousinger, and we are excited to have you with us today. Relationships are all around us. They're everywhere. Healthy relationships hold the key to success in life. The best kind of relationships, they're filled with love. Whatever you're fighting for, part of why we are doing this podcast is that we want to encourage you today to fight for love. 
I'm joined today by my co-host, my beautiful wife, Dawn Rosinger. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Just a little background information on Travis and I. We are actually high school sweethearts, so we've been married for a little while. Along the way, we've had the opportunity to raise two amazing kids. We love Jesus, we love people, and we absolutely love encouraging marriages. But one that is pretty typical is what I would call the negativity black yeah. hole. Yep. It's a trap that married couples can fall into. I, know, I already alluded to we've that. We've fallen into that trap. We have tripped and fallen into that <laughs> many times. And what is the negativity black hole? It's when you think of one negative attribute about your spouse, and then you begin to think of another and another and another. Instead of stopping to refocus on reality, how your spouse has many good qualities, you suddenly start to believe the worst about yep. them. And it quickly snowballs into all you see in your spouse is bad. Or when you look at your spouse, all you think of them is that they are bad. Yeah. Yep. And then what happens? Life hits, right? Mm. You add in the curveballs of life. And so you've got this negativity spiral going on and curveballs start coming at us. And here's what happens. Our minds can even more naturally drift towards negativity when we're having a hard time in life and feel like life isn't very easy. Mm. There's a, a temptation to not only drift into the negativity black hole, but then to drift even further into the negative spiral by believing that we are victims. Mm, yeah, yeah. And we're not. Mm. Now, I, I'm not saying that there aren't true victims in life and in marriage. Of yeah. course, there are victims. Yeah. We've seen a wife, yeah. we, we've seen it ourselves. A, a wife who gets physically beat by her husband is a victim. Yeah. A husband whose wife cheats on him with his best friend is a victim. I mean, these people have been experienced, they've experienced trauma, and they've experienced some level of victimization. However, so often in our marriage relationships, Don, we believe that we are victims, even when our spouse has done something mm. silly, petty, like not putting the toilet seat down yeah. or maybe forgetting a small commitment or forgetting to take out the garbage. I know I've been that way. Yeah. I've I've fallen into that trap of being a victim. Like, oh, you know what? I, Don, you're treating me terribly mm. or, or you don't treat me well enough or whatever it is. And I immediately think of, of two levels of this negativity black hole. There's the kind of intermittent version of this where a couple, a person in a marriage, they believe that their spouse, spouse is bad, you know, on and off. And so they have a decent, good marriage, but it's not amazing. Uh, but then there's the worst level, the, 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 the kind of the deeper level of it. And that would be believing that your spouse is bad consistently. Mm. We're trapped yeah. in that line of thinking. And that really is the sign, I think, of a failing marriage. Either situation isn't good because it can lead you down a path of no return, down to a relational dead end where your marriage comes to an end. Let's be honest. The end of a marriage is a funeral. And we've seen that with uh, family, with friends. It's It's a death, right? It is. It's really, really sad. It is the death of a dream, the death of a potentially healthy friendship, and the death of an important support structure that God has created to be a blessing in your life. And here's why this can be such a problem. In marriage. In marriage, yes. Because emotions betray us, right? Mm. Let's, Let's be honest. Most of the time, we cannot trust our emotions. 
Don't you agree, Travis? I couldn't agree more. I emotions, know. they betray us, they right? They absolutely do. Yeah. Emotions aren't reality half the time. They're a feeling. So let's think about it. How often have you assumed something about a situation or someone and became angry only to find out later that whatever you assumed was wrong? We wasted so much emotional energy on believing a lie, and we've also allowed it to destroy your quality of life. And, and your time in that moment. Yeah, I know I've done that. Yeah. I've fallen into that trap myself. This doesn't happen because you stared into the facts or truth, but because you reacted to emotions. Unfortunately, emotions, it causes us to jump to conclusions, to think irrationally about a situation or a person, to make bad decisions, and they ultimately can cause us to further damage our relationships. Again, our emotions are not truth. They can definitely betray us. I know we even had that conversation just this week. I I looked at you and I said, Travis, are you mad at me? I feel like you're mad at me. And you, you weren't. You like, were just focused what are you on talking something about? else. Yeah. But I had this emotion that I thought you were mad at me, but yeah. really you weren't mad at me. And it's valid to feel that emotion, but to ask me and find out the truth. Yeah, right? absolutely. So here's just an example. So when your your spouse is frustrating you or causing you to get angry, you suddenly think they're getting worse or they are becoming bad. They are no longer good enough for you. So you fight back. It becomes a game of get even. <laughs> They do this to you, so you're going to do that to them, right? I think we've all played that game a little bit. They went out with their friends when you told them not to or that you'd rather them not to, so now you're going to give them the silent treatment. Or they stopped having sex with you, so now you're going to start sleeping in a separate room. You keep score, but you always try to be the winner. Mm. And that's sad because I feel like when it becomes like like a scorekeeping game, um, that's just not a, a healthy marriage. Yeah, and it's super emotional. Uh, It's so much better to be dealing with the truth. And I think really what we're talking about is what what does it take to get out of the negativity Mm. black hole? And there there are marriages that we've seen that don't fall apart because of an affair, or they you know they they don't fall apart because the the husband and wife are, are just horrible, evil, bad people, or whatever the case may be. But they they fall apart or struggle because of negativity. So much negative that happens in normal marriage relationships really don't come from a, a lack of clear communication mm-hmm. and a respectful understanding of one another. It, it isn't typically that your spouse is bad or is quickly becoming worse, just like you thought when you were screaming at them during your last argument. It's often then that you both are lacking the respectful understanding needed for a relationship to get healthy, to grow, and to reach new levels mm-hmm. of intimacy. Um, you, you heard the old saying, uh, I've, I've said this before, you find what you're looking for. Yeah. So what are you looking for in your spouse? Are you looking for your spouse to be an amazing friend, a lover, and an ally? Or are you looking for your spouse to mess up, to let you down, to betray you, to hurt you, and to ul- ultimately abandon you? Mm-hmm. Are you nitpicking mm-hmm. are you you know kind of having that that fight back and forth again there can be betrayal and abuse in marriage we understand that but what we're talking about are marriages where there are simply tons of conflict and a mm-hmm. lack of getting along and this is awful because these are people that could be in love and having a great life they're not going to betray one another there's just conflict so what are you looking for in your spouse Well, it's called the Bader-Meinhof effect. 
And what is the Bader-Meinhof effect? I mean, it, it's kind of scientific, this idea of what you, you, you find what you're looking for. Well, according to Anne Pietrangelo, here's what she writes. She says that the Bader-Meinhof uh, effect is when your awareness of something increases. This leads you to believe it's actually happening more, even if that's not the mm-hmm. case. Why is your brain playing tricks on you? She asks. Don't worry. It's perfectly normal. Your brain is simply reinforcing some newly acquired information. Some other names for this uh, Bader-Meinhof effect would be frequency illusion. It's just the idea that you see it more often, but it's really not happening. Or recency. Boy, my spouse just did that recently. Or selective attention bias. This is a big one, right? And this would be where I selectively... Uh, force focus my attention to things that are negative. So she goes on and she says, you might also hear it called red car syndrome. And for good reason. Last week, you decided you're going to buy a red car to stand up from the crowd. Now, every time you pull into a parking lot, you're suddenly surrounded by red cars and rights. That's funny because that actually happened to us when we bought a red car. I know. (laughs) We saw that same car everywhere. Even the same make and model. (laughs) All of a sudden, how did we suddenly notice them? And it's because our attention was on them. So the frequency illusion can invade a marriage relationship, this Bader-Meinhof effect. Just like your mind can unconsciously be trained to find you know, uh, something that you're really excited about, like a a red car. So your mind can also be trained to consciously look for the positive traits in your spouse or the negative traits, right? Very true. Today's episode is sponsored by Goddess Creative Co. They specialize in wedding and event photography and videography. Goddess Creative Co. believes in turning the biggest moments in life into memories that you'll never forget. They're devoted to giving their time, talent, and emotional energy to give their clients a product, experience, and memory that achieves an unforgettable experience. Visit goddessphotography.co. Again, that's goddess, G-A-D-E-S, photography.co. So what do you do? What is the solution for when all you can see is a negative? I think we've all kind of fallen into that trap Mm. and it's easy. It's it's cyclical. It can actually just get worse and worse. So what is the solution? Well, the solution is this. We need to stop looking for the negative in our spouse and start looking for the positive in, in them. Have you ever heard someone say something and it was so right, so accurate that you shouted, you are positively right? That is what will help change your marriage for the better and lead you out of the negatively black hole. Look, we need to look for the positive. Charles, I need to look for the positive. We so need to. We need to get out of the negativity black hole that we're stuck in in our marriages. Mm -hmm. For those of you that are listening, it's time to do that. It's time to get off the couch. It's time to get out of your negative rut and start looking for the positive in your spouse. And I just, I I think it's easy to get in that negative rut, Travis, just because honestly, sometimes life is just hard. It is. It's difficult. And you go through, you know, you have a hard day at work or, you know, you find finances are might be difficult um and so you tend to look into your spouse and you, you want to blame them or look at the and then just pull up the negative and just causes more um negative uh, thoughts to come up than positive just because the yeah. surroundings and environment what you're going through is just difficult at that moment it just plain snowballs so don help us out how do we get out of the negativity black hole what's it going to take
Hey friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media, leave us a review, and be sure to subscribe. We would also love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment. And for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to lovingthefight.com. There are some simple steps you can take to pull yourself out of a negative black hole. First, we need to just train our mind. Mm. Travis, who is, who is leading you? Is it someone else or is it you? We need to take control of our thoughts. Thinking positively about your spouse is a mental discipline that we have to choose. We have to choose that every single day. No one else can do it for you. You have to train yourself and reject negative thinking when it pops into your mind. It's kind of like when we went and we, when we lost weight, Travis. We did. We had to train ourselves to believe that unhealthy food was actually bad um, for us. And <laughs> food like vegetables were actually good. And I hated this part because yeah. who doesn't think Cheetos are amazing? No, I agree. Cheetos and, and honestly, cucumbers, they're okay, but they're like, they're bland yes, compared exactly. to Cheetos, right? But after a while, when we looked at carrots and, and celery and things with lower calories, um, we didn't think about the taste or how it looked. We actually thought about our body and that it was actually in shape and that it was getting thinner because we were actually eating these foods. But so this becomes automatic once you've practiced it long enough. It's called a habit. When you look at your spouse or you think about them, you, we have to try to train ourselves to think, you know, ally. Travis, you're my ally. You're mm. my friend. Because we need to remember our spouse is never our enemy. Never our enemies. There's mm. an enemy out there. It's evil and it wants to destroy our marriages. And sometimes our spouse is just having a bad yep. day. And yep. we have so allowed that you know, that, that illusion mentality to come into, you know, our, our marriage and it causes us to just keep focusing on the negative. That's all we can see is the negative. That's true. The second thing that we can do to try to get out of this, you know, negativity is to train our emotions, obey truth and not our emotions. Truth is always more powerful than emotions. Truth will last forever, but emotions will fade and disappear. Emotions, it's kind, they're kind of like a puppy. They are. They are slobbering on you and licking you at one moment. And then honestly, they're peeing on your favorite shoe or your favorite rug the next moment. <laughs> <laughs> they're, yes, That's they what go our back emotions, and forth. Our emotions are just so much Horrible. like that. I love what the Bible says in God's word in Philippians 4, 8. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things and the God of peace will be with you. I love that. We're supposed to think on what is right and noble and pure. So let me present you with a concept that may help you. It's called this, the friending focus. The friending focus, it's the idea that we naturally see good things in someone we have chemistry with when we meet them for the first time. I know, Travis, I had, when we first met, and man, I, saw, I was so attracted to so many things, um, but we naturally had this chemistry, and it f- occurs when someone first falls in love. That person can do no wrong. Stuff that you used to do now that actually probably irritates me when you did it when we first dated didn't bother me at all. It was cute, it, yeah, charming, it was, it right? Was, yeah, absolutely. Why? Because... You have a friending focus. You want to become friends with them and you gain a closer relationship so you can keep in focus everything that is positive and you start to ignore the negative. 
And I know that's what exactly what happened when we first started dating. But now in our marriage, some of those little things are, you know, are actually more negative. Yeah, that friending focus is so powerful. It's kind of like a microscope. You put the things that matter most uh, under it and you put them in focus yeah. and you blow them up. They yeah. become big. And why? It's because like you said, Don, you want to gain a relationship yeah. with them, a friendship. You want to grow and get closer. And so you're constantly focusing on the good things. And a lot of that has to do with just training our emotions. Yeah. So again, we're, we're talking about uh, some of the things that we can do to get out of the negativity black hole. The first one, train your mind. The second one, train your emotions. And the third one would be to train your future. So assume that good can only come from a future of being with your spouse. This isn't just training your mind. This is training your future. This is what I would call anticipation theory. In other words, if you decide what you are looking for is positive, it will be good to you. You will view it as something very good, very positive. I remember this happened when I was a little kid. It was my golden birthday. My aunt and uncle, who might be listening to this, uh, they they um, wanted to take me to Valley Fair yeah, uh, for my golden yeah. birthday. It, my uncle it's Tim and Chris. Fun and, amusement park here in Minnesota. Yeah, and <laughs> and so I was so amped, and I I was so excited about going on a roller coaster that went upside down. But the day came and it was raining, and we were like, okay, how are we going to go on roller coasters? You can't use a an umbrella. And so my aunt and uncle suggested we wear garbage bags, and I know it's <laughs> a crazy idea. Yeah. And I did not like that idea, but I was so convinced that those roller coasters and my first experience at a theme park would be so incredible and amazing that it didn't matter that I was wearing a garbage bag. Why? Because it's anticipation Mm. theory that if you decide what you're looking for is positive, it's going to be good to you, even if there's a little bit of negative uh, aspects that come with it. So do you believe that no matter how many difficult obstacles are ahead of you in your life with your spouse, do you believe that as long as you're side by side with your spouse, it's going to be amazing. So train your future. Number four, train your spouse. (laughs) Make bringing pleasure to your spouse your main goal. We all know the golden rule. Treat others the way that you want to be treated. But what about the platinum rule? Treat others the way they want to be treated. It's funny. I actually didn't hear about this till recently. I yeah. mean, we, always, we always talk about the golden rule, thinking that's the highest, but the platinum the rule. The platinum rule. It's so good. It's such a, a, a good way to live. Why? Because I might treat you, Don, the way that I want to be treated, mm. but that's not how you want to be treated. Right. So we're totally the, two the, different people. Completely <laughs> different. So people generally respond with positive reactions when they are spoiled and treated with respect. But on the same, in the same kind of concept, people generally respond with anger and retaliation when they are attacked and mistreated. It's that simple. You can drive your marriage farther into the negativity black hole, or you can drive your marriage into a little slice of heaven. Mm. So what do we need to do? We need to train your spouse to get excited when they see you or hear your voice because they know you will be bringing pleasure into their life instead of frustration. And the last one, Don. The last thing that we need to do is just train our soul. We need to train our souls. Follow the path of the cross. Jesus said that people will know that we are his followers by how we love one another. And you guys, our marriages are no exception. Your marriage is either the greatest marketing campaign for, for love or it's the best billboard for a divorce attorney. It all starts 
with our souls. In Galatians 6, 7, it says this, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. We need to train our soul. You know, Don, that passage is really talking about how we can plant seeds of of God's goodness Mm -hmm. in our lives and in the lives of those around us, you know, and, and it really points out that we do that by living by the Spirit or living mm. to please the Spirit. And then it says that we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. And I would add to that even our own families, yeah. even our yeah. own marriages, because so often our own families are full of faith. And so how we treat them should be just as good as how we treat anybody else. Yeah. So we're going to recap here. How do we get ourselves out and our marriage out of the black hole of negativity? Number one, train your mind. Discipline your mind to think positively about your spouse. You control Mm -hmm. you. Number two, train your emotions. Obey truth, not emotions. Refuse to react to emotions. Instead, only listen to the truth. Number three, train your future. Decide what you're looking for in your spouse, that it is positive, and that a spouse with your future is going to be amazing. The fourth way is just to train your spouse. Make bringing pleasure to your spouse your main goal. And lastly, train your soul. Follow the path of Jesus. We need to live to please the Spirit. So what kind of marriage do you want? Do you want to live in a marriage that's very negative, where you just have this black hole of negativity? Or do you want to live in a marriage where it's just positive and that you are bringing life into your marriage. Again, it's it's our choice. Yeah, right? what choose. are you looking for? You will find what you are yep. looking for, that Bader-Meinhof effect. Thank you for joining us for episode 15 of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. It's been awesome hanging out with you guys. Don't forget, you guys, keep loving the fight. You guys got this. You can do it. Don't give up. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Love in the Fight Marriage Podcast. If this podcast encouraged you, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed, and please click like and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. See you next time.